Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing the five steps that I've taken to create the vision for my empire and then the strategic planning process that I followed to be able to execute and deliver on that vision. So first of all, let me give you a bit of background for this uh, philosophy that I'm going to share with you. So um, back in 2013, um, I'd built my business to low to mid six figures. I think we did in 2013, I think we did 300, 350,000 in revenue. Um, It was me, one part-time assistant, Um, I had Ad, who's still with me now as our ops director. He was my kind of right hand then and still is now. He took care of a lot of the the kind of technical and marketing side. Um, And I had one commission-only salesperson. So that was the kind of setup of the business. And and I felt that we'd kind of hit a bit of a ceiling. I'd got a bit stuck. Um, I felt that we were, and I don't know if you can relate to this as you're listening, that I, I was kind of coming up with a new idea and then executing it um, and making some sales, then delivering on those sales. Then I'd come up with another new idea and execute it and then sell and deliver on those sales. And it was kind of like a, um, a cycle, but it, it was effectively um, me being creative on a whim. And there wasn't really much long-term vision or strategy behind it. It was... I was good at action, but not very good at planning, if that makes sense. So I, I wanted to give you that background, uh, like that's where I was. And if, if you can relate to any of that, I think this episode will be really helpful for you because um, it will help you, first of all, get clear on what the vision is for your business, for your businesses, your empire, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then also how to plan strategically to be able to deliver on that vision. Um so yeah, that, that was where I was in like 2013. I'd felt that we'd hit a bit of a ceiling, low to mid six figures. And in September 2014 um, was the first time that I really discovered um, what I'm going to share, the philosophy I'm going to share with you in this episode. So um, I actually, I, I realized that I was stuck. Um, I was quite good at sales and marketing, not very good at operations, not very good at strategy. So I realized that that was holding me back. Um, And I invested in attending um, a three-day, I think it was, training in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona um, at the Infusionsoft headquarters. And and Infusionsoft were running this three-day training. And it was nothing to do with software or marketing or using their software or anything like that. Um, they call the three-day training Elite Forum, and I'm actually not even sure if they still run it. Um, I hope they do, because it's amazing. Um, and this three-day training called Elite Forum was designed, the, the way that they positioned it was to get your seven-figure business to eight figures. Now, I wasn't yet at seven figures, but I knew that my gap was the vision, the operations, the strategic planning bit. That's what I just didn't have any clue about. So uh, I invested the time and the money to attend this training. Um, and I learned over this three-day uh, three day training, I learned how Infusionsoft 
had gone from literally zero. They started their business in one of the three founders. They started the business, I think, in in their garage um, and grew it in 10 years to be a $100 million company um, in terms of annual revenue. And, and that's impressive, obviously. Um, and I had no vision, desire at that point to build a $100 million company. But um, what I also loved about what they created was that it wasn't just a business that made money um, and that got a lot of new customers and, and served a big, a big community. But um, what I really loved was that the culture, the energy, the passion that their team, their staff had for the software, the product, their customer service, everything was just world class. Um, and and I, I loved the culture, the, the vibe that they created around their business. And I was like, I really believe... Um, and by the way, there are some people that aren't in for that. They want a lifestyle business, and that's cool if that's what you what you want. Um, but I'd looked at what Infusionsoft had created, and I went, look, I'm not in the software business, but I had an aspiration to create that kind of movement almost, that community that they created both with their users, their customers, and their staff, their team. Um, and so I went and took this, this training. It was called Elite Forum. And long story short... In the final quarter of 2014, we did more in sales in October, November, December 2014 than we had in the previous year combined. And I didn't learn anything about sales or marketing at this training. All I learned was about vision and how to build a vision and then create a strategic plan to deliver on it. And very quickly, when I came back from that training, managed to, me and my business partner at the time, we managed to implement that approach in our business and it had immediate results. It had immediate impact. Um, so what I want to do in this episode is, is share with you um, what I've been doing for the last six years. And, and I suppose most recently, I've shared this on previous episodes, um, exited that business uh, June 2015 started from absolute zero scratch in July 2015 the 7th of July 2015 to be exact um, and rebuilt that from scratch to be a seven-figure business but within two years two and a half years um, and now multi seven figure business and we've got a couple of different companies and it's all been built this this vision so far has been built using this process and it's been executed, it's been delivered upon using the strategic planning process I'm going to share with you. So this has been tried, tested, proven to work. Infusionsoft have used it to build a $100 million plus company. There are many, many other businesses out there that have learned this from Infusionsoft and from other coaches and trainers, I'm sure, around the world. I've used it for the last six years. Um, and it's worked very well in our businesses. And, and not only does it get measurable results in terms of growth of revenue and profit and customer acquisition, but also the immeasurable of the the experience that our team, our staff have. You know, we've got very loyal, great team. We, we have very low staff turnover in our companies. Um, again, retention of our clients is very high. That's been probably our greatest gift, our greatest asset through lockdown has been that you know we've retained the vast majority of our clients um, and their loyalty their recurring payments as it were cover all of our costs 
and then some. So we're in a pretty comfortable position thanks to that. And I think that all has happened because of what I'm sharing with you in this episode. So that was a long intro, I know, but I wanted to, I guess the key is, the reason I wanted to give you that long intro is if you told me in 2011, 2012 that this is what I needed to learn, I would have laughed in your face. I'd have said, give me the marketing tactics. Tell me how I can generate a load of new leads. Tell me how I can make more sales. I wasn't interested in vision and culture and strategic planning. And now, you know, I've done a complete, um, I guess, I've complete, a complete 180, like a whole change in direction that I really believe this is the most critical factor if you're going to grow um, a thriving empire that stands the test of time. So there's, there's five steps that I want to share with you. And the, the first one, I suppose, um, well, the, the first one isn't really a step. This is the overall, what we're talking about here is vision. So how do you, as the leader, how do you create a vision? You hear the term used a lot, you know, what's your vision for this? And it's, it's very difficult to, I remember I used to get asked that question a lot and I didn't really have an answer because how do you explain it? How do you quantify it? I had a feeling of what I wanted to create, but how did I quantify it? So um, vision, in my mind, is made up of five pieces which is what I'm going to share with you here. And hopefully this will help you gain more clarity on what your vision might be for building your empire. Um, so the first piece of vision is what I call purpose. And the purpose, the definition of purpose is why do you exist? Why does your company, why does your business exist? And by the way, I'm going to share a little bit about our vision here on this episode, which I don't normally do. So our purpose Um, is that we get experts results. That is why my group of companies exists. It's that we get experts results. Now, how we achieve that, whether it's through um, running our expert empires, two-day events and bringing some of the best speakers in the world to the UK, whether it's from people joining our mastermind program, whether it's people taking sales training in the Elite Closing Academy, whatever it is, is designed to help experts get results. So our purpose is very broad and it's designed to be that way because the intention is the purpose won't change. The purpose is forever. For as long as we're doing what we do, we exist to fulfill the purpose called we get experts results. And it isn't supposed to be measurable. It's the fo- the the reason why we exist. Think about it that way. So the first part of your vision is getting clear on what's your purpose. In other words, why does your business exist? What purpose does it serve might be another question you could ask to uncover that. The second thing then, which is measurable, is the mission. So the mission won't be forever. The mission will be for a a finite period of time. So we work on three to five years for our mission. So right now in 2020, we've got a mission that we're working on. And the period of time takes us up to 2024. So by the end of 2024, we've got very, very clear how many clients do we want to serve in 2024? What revenue do we want to achieve in 2024? What's the third one? How many tickets to our events do we want to sell in 2024? So these are measurable things. That's our mission. Um, And we've got got a, a really nice statement that goes around it. Again, the exact words have changed as we've evolved it over time because obviously it is a bit of a moving target because you're always planning three to five years in the future. 
Um, so the mission is something like um, to inspire and empower experts um, serving 350 high-level clients in 2024. I think is something like that. Um, and again, we change the word in periodically, but that's the mission. That's the measurable journey that we're on. And that's broken down into year by year. So we've got um, measurables and we've got three key metrics that we, of course, we've got, by the way, literally, um, it must be kicking on for 100 KPIs that we track throughout the whole business. Of course, individual team members have their own KPIs, key performance indicators. But we have three big numbers that we track year on year. Um, And in our companies, they are revenue, number of clients served, high level clients, so people that are in our mastermind or in our academy, for example, um, and then number of tickets sold, number of, that's really like number of people that we've um, interacted with at our events, that kind of thing. So those are our three big metrics. So we've got those three numbers for 2020, 21, 22, 23, and 24. So three big KPIs for each year, as it were. So that's mission, measurable over the next three to five years. The third piece, so the first piece was purpose, why do you exist? Second was mission, which is measuring your progress year on year for the next three to five. And then the third piece is values. So values in my mind is, so really values is how do we achieve it? How do we show up day in, day out? Um, What's most important to me and to us as a company? What do we want to be known for? The, The best definition I've got for values for you is what are the standards that we hold ourselves to. Um, And if you visit our website, um, expertempires.com, then uh, you can actually see on that site our values, our core values. And this, again, this was something that if you'd have told me about the importance of this in 2012, 2013, I wouldn't have have believed it was important. And literally every key decision I make as the leader, as the CEO of our group of companies is filtered through our core values. Um, every conversation that we have with one of our team members or one of our clients is filtered through our core values. It really, that the values are, like I said, I see it as the standards that I hold myself and that we hold ourselves to in our community. Um, but I suppose another way you could you could think of it is like, just how do you show up? How do you roll? How, what do people, what would your clients say about you? Um, like how would they say you show up and you know so some of ours are we love people we are dynamic and daring we get results we do what we say we'll do we bring energy and fun we're open and real we practice self-awareness and humility these are our values that we hold ourselves to and again if you want to look at them and take note you can go to uh, expertempires.com and all the values are on the website um so our values really are our are our guide day in, day out for how we operate, how we make decisions. They're also how we decide on who to hire and bring into the team. Um, they're also the filter system for how we decide who to let go. Um, unfortunately, you know, not many, but we occasionally um, have to make the tough decision that somebody doesn't doesn't any longer serve the purpose that they were brought in to serve in our company. Um, and of course, sometimes that can be rectified with training and coaching, and sometimes it can't. And so how we make that decision is by looking at the values and going, is this person a good values fit? Do they embody, do they show up in these in this way, in these ways? Do they hold themselves to these standards that we've set 
for ourselves. Um, and by the way, these weren't standards that I decided and then dictated to the team. These are standards that the team as a whole um, collaboratively came up with. So I think it's really important to include, if you've got a team, to include them in this conversation. Um, so that's the third part of vision. You've had purpose, mission, values. And then now what we're doing is we're getting into much more how do we plan and execute and deliver upon that vision. So the final two pieces, first of all, it's your annual priorities. So year on year, at the start of each year, it's actually at the end of each year, we get together for a whole two days. It's actually two and a half days this year as a team. And we decide what are our big priorities for the next 12 months. Um, and that's quite high level. It's not that detailed. It's not like, right, what events are we running and when? It's if we're going to meet our mission for this year, if we're going to get this amount of revenue, this many people served in our high-end coaching programs and mentoring programs, if we're going to sell this many tickets to our events, what do our priorities need to be? And we, we always have three big priorities for the year. Um, and we decide on what those priorities are. So that's annual priorities. Then quarter by quarter, we do the same exercise, but we do it in three-month blocks. So we say, right, if our annual priorities are these three things, because we want to achieve these KPIs this year, because we want to achieve this mission over the next three to five years, because our purpose is we get experts' results, then what do our three priorities need to be for the next quarter, for the next three months? Um, and that's where we can get a lot more specific. So we can go, right, this quarter we're focused on one, two, three. And then at a much more granular level, th this is when we start looking at a, a very detailed, um, uh, I suppose, we're looking at measurables and projects and tasks that need to be completed. So when we do the quarterly planning, we say, what are our big th three priorities for this quarter? How do we measure success in each of those three areas? And what are the tasks or the projects that need to be completed and by when and by who in order to achieve the priorities for this quarter? So again, it's I suppose what we've done here um, and what I've outlined is how do you take the concept of vision at the very highest level and how do you boil it down to, well, what, what are you and the members of your team, if you've got a team working on today? What targets are they set for this week? What outcomes are they aiming to achieve in the next month for themselves individually or for them as a team? So it's taking that big vision and putting it into minute detail. And I think the mistake a lot of people make that I see is either one of two things. They're very good at the granular detail. They're very good at focusing on the here and now and what do I need to do today what tasks, you know, they do a to-do list and they go, what do I need to do today? But what they don't have is how that connects to their vision or their mission, which again, I can relate to that. I was very good at, I'd say I was very good at planning like a month or two in advance. So I was very good at going, right, in two to three months time, we're going to run a workshop and here's the marketing campaign we're going to run to fill the seats. And then here's what we're going to do in terms of sales at that event. And then I'd rinse and repeat that every quarter. And that got me so far. It got me to low to mid six figures. But I got stuck and could not grow beyond that level. It was like I hit a glass ceiling um, for a couple of years, by the way, um, throughout kind of like 2012, 2013, early 2014, hit that ceiling, couldn't break past it. 
because I didn't have the long-term vision part. Um, so what this framework has allowed me to do is look at long-term vision and purpose and what's the mission and why do we do what we do and what are the standards and how do we show up um, but then take all of that and apply it to a detailed action plan that me and the team can implement. And I think having both, um, it's what Gary V calls clouds and dirt. He calls it, you know, clouds, um, blue sky thinking, thinking big picture, being visionary, but then also rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty and doing the day to day. And I think too many people are either one extreme or the other. And the truth is that I believe if you're going to build an empire that you need to be able to do all of these things well, you need to be able to do both really. Um, you need to be able to do big vision, big picture and granular detail. Um, and what I found is that my team, first of all, um, doing this immediately got the team much more enrolled because originally they helped contribute and decide upon what's the purpose, what's the mission, what are our values and what are our plans for the next year and three months. They helped create that. So they bought into it because it was their plan. It was their vision as much as it was mine. Um, so we got, you know, the performance of our team went through the roof. And when it comes to bringing new people into the team, these are the standards we've set. And so we're filtering in interview, we're sharing the vision. And actually we find it's great for recruitment. More people want to come and join the team when they can see that they're being part of a bigger vision that makes a difference and that's um, the, the, a company that's going somewhere rather than a company that's just trundling along. So um, yeah, I think from a hiring, recruiting, finding talent perspective, having the vision, um, the purpose, the mission, the values identified is key. And I think then having the quarterly and annual plan defined um, helps everybody in your team know what's critical, what they're working on, what their part is in contributing to the results that we're aiming for this quarter, this year, and over the next three to five years. I think it's very difficult. Often I think members of the team only see what they've got to do today or this week and they lose sight of how they contribute to the bigger vision. Um, and I definitely was guilty of that where um, I would come up with a new idea. Every time, I, look, this had happened all the time. I don't know if you can relate to this. I would go to an event. You know, I used to fly to the States a lot um, to study and to learn from people like Dan Kennedy and Frank Kern. And I'd go all over the, all over the States, all over the world attending these seminars. And I'd always come back full of ideas, which is great for, you know, creativity and, and building, the, building the business. But it, it, it sucks if you're an employee and you're getting on with your job and then the business owner comes back and says, drop everything, I want to do this instead. Um, and I was definitely guilty of that. And so I was a nightmare to work for or to work with. I know that now. And, and actually, I'm probably still a nightmare to work for and with, to be fair. But I do think that now our team have got structure. Um, and I'm not naturally a structured person. I had to learn to do this because I knew that I couldn't grow the empire I wanted to grow and make the difference I wanted to make in the world without it. So this really, to me, is a means to an end. It doesn't come naturally. And if you can relate to that, if you're naturally a creative person, you operate on impulse um, and you like to, um, you know, you like to uh, jump on new projects all the time. That's great. And it probably will get you so far. 
Um, but it will prevent you from growing at some point. So I think the balance needs to be struck between structure and inspiration and, and creativity. And for me, what we do is um, we have many members of our team who are great creators and come up with a lot of ideas. And whenever we do our planning, which is once a quarter, they can bring their creative ideas to the table and we've got a framework to operate within where they can bring their ideas to the table and we can say, right, so that's a great idea. How do we think we can build it into this quarter plan? And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we'll say, that doesn't really fit in this quarter. Unfortunately, we just, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so if we try and do everything, every idea that we create, we're going to end up doing none of those things particularly well. So what we tend to do is we'll bring all those ideas to the table at the quarterly planning and then decide which ones are most critical to put into our plan for that three-month period. And anything else that we think is good, but not for now, we put on the back burner, bring it back to the next quarterly planning. So I think it's it's important to have that balance in your, in your company, whether... By the way, you might be listening to this and you don't have any staff, it's just you. Still, I think this process is valuable because if you are growing a business, a company, an empire, then at some point you're probably going to need to involve other people. And unless you've got this structure or a structure like it, it's going to be very difficult for people to follow along and be part of this process. So I hope you found this episode useful. I really enjoyed it. Um, Maybe we'll do more around this kind of stuff Um, I I think it's been so crucial to the journey that I've been on over the last five or six years. um, And uh, it's it's been a big contributing factor. I I would argue that over the last, you know, five years, we've gone from absolute zero in this, you know, the current business that I run, um, absolute zero to to multi-seven figures. Um, And I would say that I am not a better marketer, salesperson, speaker, than I was five years ago. Okay, maybe I am a bit better in each of those areas just because I've had five years more practice and time in the saddle, but it's not, the degree to which I've improved in those areas is disproportionate to the degree to which our companies have grown. Um, And so what I've shared with you in this episode, I think is the critical factor that's allowed us to, you know, 5x, Um, the business over the last few years, not because I got five times better at sales or marketing or anything like that. It's because we had the vision, which comprises of purpose, mission, values, and then we managed to execute on that vision with annual and quarterly planning. So um, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Please, if you, by the way, if you like this kind of stuff, I do a lot more videos in our Facebook group. It's free to join. Just search in the Facebook search bar for expert empires community and join that group you can see a lot more videos from me uh, week in week out on various different strategies and tactics we're using to grow so thanks for listening and see you soon okay that's it for today thank you so much for listening to empire builders please subscribe leave us a review on apple on spotify on other platforms and uh, share the love tell your friends remember till next time the more you connect the more you collect